Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb, Rob Parker, and for Dan Dennett's Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. Good Tuesday morning to you from the Mercedes-Benz Man Cave. So, Rob, today kicks off a cap season, right? Uh, <clears throat> uh, excuse me, a tag season where uh, teams can franchise tag uh, their best players, their quote-unquote free agent players. Um, you know, barring you know, some contracts, however, you can't tag a guy or you've, you've mutually agreed to, to not tag a guy. Uh, but Lamar Jackson's going to be tagged today. And the question becomes, like, what do you do if you're the Ravens? When, you know, clearly Lamar wants a Deshaun Watson contract and uh, much like the rest of the league, you don't want to give him a Deshaun Watson contract. Um, what, what, what do you think of the franchise tag and how uh, this all plays out? Yeah, I mean, it just depends on I thought Deshaun Watson should have sat out at the start of last year. Once they were in negotiations, and that to me would have been the time to do it and, you know, make them blink or move on or do whatever they have to do if he's dead set for a guarantee. You mean Lamar Jackson? Guarantee. You mean Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, a, a fully guaranteed contract. If that's really what he wants, and I get it. You know, people could sit around and say, well, they don't give those out. Well, Kirk Cousins got one, and so did Deshaun Watson. So, Well, hold on. You can, you can get a fully guaranteed contract if you'd like. It's just not going to be at the number that you're not going to give him a five-year guaranteed, fully guaranteed right, deal. Right, but I'm saying he has a right. He's won 75% of his games. Uh, the whole team has geared his offense around him, and he's a big part of it. And when he doesn't play, they don't win. So it's up to you to determine whether or not you're willing to fight for it. That That's the point. It's not uh, – yeah, they have their uh, – Baltimore, and they say the way that they do their business, and they don't want to give guaranteed contracts, and that's their policy. Well, hold, hold on. Wait, wait. First, they give guaranteed contracts. 
Okay, let's let's stop the the misinformation that 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 NFL players and agents like to spread that there's not guaranteed. The the contracts are guaranteed. It's the length and amount that is guaranteed. Well, they're not the only part that's fully guaranteed. There are fully guaranteed contracts. Not not they're just not five year fully guaranteed top of the market deals for quarterbacks. Dak Prescott's four years fully guaranteed. It's just not at a fifty million dollar rate. It's the same thing with Kirk Cousins, as you point out. There are fully guaranteed contracts. Yeah, fully guaranteed. Lamar Jackson's rookie contract was fully guaranteed, and then yeah, of course you not, pick up the fifth year option. That, but yeah, but not at the money that I'm, we're talking about. In, okay, but in, wait, wait, wait. In this case, what I'm talking about is they they often will give you a contract, and it's happened to a lot of players, Doug, where they tell you, "Oh, so and so signed for uh, you know uh, uh, a half a billion dollars." Patrick Mahomes, that half a billion is not fully guaranteed unless he checks all the boxes and plays every year, and they agree to it moving forward. When he signed the contract, the only thing that was guaranteed was sixty three million. That was the only thing that was fully guaranteed at that point of the contract. When you sign a baseball contract and you're Fernando Tatis Jr., you get $300 million. You're going to get every nickel from the first year to the 13th year. There's no stipulations. There's no teams agreeing to continue the deal. They can't get out of it whenever they want. They can't ask you to take a pay cut to continue your deal. That's what I'm talking about, a fully guaranteed contract that doesn't have uh, stipulations. I, 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 understand, I understand. And those are terrible deals in baseball, they're even worse in the NFL when guys... They're not terrible deals in baseball because guys go six years where they don't make any money and they play at a high level. How are they terrible deals because they were underpaid for six years? No, no, no. They're they're terrible deals for the teams. Tell me the long contract that's worked out no but what you're what you're talking about though what what everybody and and if you if you if you want to get down to the players right yeah it's a it is it's a completely here's the thing we compare baseball and football and it's stupid okay it's stupid because the lifespan of baseball players obviously much longer okay additionally and the point that you made which is a really good one and i said this when kyler was coming out Okay, you go back and look, and we can find the sound. I was guest hosting for Cowherd. It was, I th- it, I think it was October, maybe November of his football season. I said, like, hey, he should play football until he can't play football, and then if he wants to play baseball. And the reason is, football players in the first four years, especially if you're a first-round draft pick, even if you're not, you make way more money. Whereas in baseball, you get a signing bonus, and generally, you have to go through the minor leagues where you're not making anything, and then, as you pointed out, in that first deal, but until you're arbitration eligible in year four, you're not making much money in comparison to everybody else. And so, there's a balance out where, and they've done this with players, like, hey, look, you could wait till arbitration, and then maybe negotiate a deal, and you could maybe make $350 million, or it's like a Ronald Acuna, right? right. Like his, his deal scene is a terrible one. It is, it be, is, but he... Because it's $17 million guaranteed, like, forever, but, but he's he got worth paid more, earlier. He got right. paid he basically He did the Scottie Pippen. Yeah. He did the Scottie Pippen. He took, he took the long-term deal and easier. But again, we're comparing baseball and football, and the two are not comparable, because in football, you literally see one play, and your career's over. And oh yeah, by the way, you still count against the cap for, you still count against the cap. I mean, like, look, Lamar Jackson, he wants five years guaranteed. Do you know how many games Lamar Jackson's played the past two years? I, I get that. No, I no, mean, no. How many games, yeah. how many games he played the past two years? 
I, I don't know the number in front of me, but he's 20. been hurt. Okay. 20. Okay, there's 37, uh, 34 games. He's played 20. And so the argument is, first of all, like all these long quant- contracts in the NFL, with the exception of Pat Mahomes, which is the only contract you don't like, but and it was it was very, I guess, team-friendly, okay, but the what, amount of what money— What deal should he—he, he, if anybody, given the start of his career, should have had a guaranteed contract, and he could have helped to set the market. That's what I didn't like about the contract, is that at his age— winning a Super Bowl, winning an MVP, and winning a Super Bowl MVP, he could have demanded a, a four- or five-year fully guaranteed contract. He did. He, well, then, he did. So his, his contract is fully guaranteed until 2025, at which time okay, at which time there's all these cap hits okay, against the team if they cut him. So it's, basic, it's fully guaranteed for six years and allows them to renegotiate. And the other part to it is, like, again, Tom Brady, who you don't think is great— uh, uh, you don't think he's the greatest ever, right? He's the luckiest no, of all time. Right. There's a br- there's there's always been a brilliance that he took less, and that's why his that's, teams. That's had, not had, why they won. They won because they cheated and they had great defenses. It oh, had okay. nothing to do yeah, with him it. taking pay cuts. Right, Doug. Right. That is the right. easiest and laziest right. thing to they, use they, they Tom cheated, Brady. They to use Tom Brady taking had... less money, and then your argument about why Brady's so great is because he didn't have anybody to throw to. They never signed any big receivers well, that, for him. Would they was, save money? But they cut all the great defensive players before they ever got paid. I don't even understand. When did they use the money? Hold up. Well, first of all, they didn't magically win for 20 consecutive years. Um uh, uh, with no, they players. went ten years without winning a Super Bowl. Go go back and do right, the right. Math. I understand. He actually had his best year during that ten year run. Right again, a, a classic mis- misreporting of the actual facts, which is he had the best year in the history of the NFL. They finished undefeated. They go to the Super Bowl. They lose in the Super Bowl, and then the next year they come back with the same team, but he tears his ACL. That team wins eleven games, and then they were still hyper competitive. It's just hard to win a Super Bowl, and then eventually they got back to winning Super Bowls late again with that defense with the surrounding talent with Rob Gronkowski with an outstanding offensive line and, with and then cheating. late and then what cheating what are you talking about Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick was fined the largest fine in the history of the NFL for a coach for okay. for for Spygate. For, for Spygate, and, yeah, and that, he did that was, it again. That, was at, that was at the very start. That was at the very start. Of did the they thing. get another? Did they get another uh, hit Deflate by the gate. league? No, the, not Deflate Gate with the Cincinnati Bengals just a couple years ago when they sent a camera crew do, doing the same exact thing. Ask Josh McDaniels who lost so, his job so, in Denver. Guess what he did? What a shocker! He was also videotaping people's signals on the sidelines in London at a at a at a at a game uh, the NFL caught him doing that or or Eric Mangini so, so, who was a so, disciple of Bill so Belichick of, so who called of, out the organization is he did so he make none it up? Of the so none of you, you don't think any of the Patriots championships or Super Bowl I didn't runs say are that. valid I didn't say that I just said That's do not only, leave you just said they won because they cheated I said and don't leave out the whole story don't leave out the whole story that I, they I, did cheat like, dude, taking somebody's signals, okay, in the NFL is, uh, there's a reason they throw in signals. There's a reason that they have all the different, like, when they set in signals, they have three guys. And by the way, they don't even have them now because you have microphones in their in their helmets, which during their last three Super Bowl runs, you had microphones in the helmets, so there wasn't any cheating involved. And the defenses you talked about were able to, to have enough players, enough talent, because Tom Brady was taking less. It all does work together. But going back to the point of the quarterback play is like Lamar Jackson if his argument is 
first of all, of those of the long term contracts, none of those guys with the top contracts work out because you can't field a team around them. It's funny because have have Matthew cost. Stafford and the Rams won a Super Bowl over the cap. They paid Matthew Stafford Correct. a lot of money. Why did Correct. that work? Correct. It's and, not and a how, magical how it, formula. It, it's not. How did it work this year? How, how no, it work? they worked. It worked last year. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, I, I understand, but it again, worked. A, it's not a. You're dog. robbing Peter to pay to pay Paul. It at doesn't some matter. Point did you get what you wanted? Did you? Did the Rams get what they wanted? I would say yes. Okay, they got. I would. I would, I would. I would say yes. But if the if the Niners pick off a pass in the guy's hands, okay, and the team still falls apart this year, is it worth it? Well, There's a balance there. I, okay? I understand so, so, that. So you getting back to Lamar Jackson, like the the five year guaranteed deal that Deshaun Watson has, which is widely panned as the worst deal in in the league. All you need is one person to sign ag- you, Doug, and agree. But to he's it. not a free. He's not a free agent. No, I understand that, but it doesn't mean that you can't want. Want to be compensated. You can, you can of want what, all you you can want all you want. The reality is that you have to have somebody who owns your rights that wants to give it to you. And the Baltimore Ravens have been successful with and without Lamar Jackson. And I'm sure, as I said, we'd love to have him. We just don't want to give him a five year guaranteed, two hundred fifty plus million dollar deal. That's ludicrous, considering at this point in your career, when you're in your prime, you've missed uh, seven games the past two years. What's going to happen the more we pay you? Not not uh, just. The way in which he plays football, he's going to, the likelihood of getting injured is greater. And, oh yeah, by the way, here's the other part that nobody wants to mention. He hasn't been an elite-level quarterback the past two years since winning an MVP. Do you need to be elite to win a Super Bowl? Uh... No. Okay, there you go. Hold on. Right. Wait, 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 wait. Case. No, you didn't. Yes, That's I did. the dumbest. It's not a yes, no question. Yes, it is. You don't no, have to be not. elite because elite, non-elite quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl. Correct. You, can, do you want to let me finish on the yes. answer? Go or ahead. do you want to make it yes, no? No, Because that's ahead. not really good radio, nor is it accurate. No, you don't have to be elite. But in order to not be elite, you got to be surrounded by dudes, right? Like, like look, Jalen Hurts played well. He's not an elite-level quarterback that, that – He's elite because he's surrounded by an incredible roster. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Roster. He I did. He wasn't elite. I did. He wasn't the lead in I did. the Super Bowl. You know what elite quarterbacks do? What? You know, um, well, when they get the ball back, okay, and you need a touchdown, and you get first and ten, you don't go three and out. That doesn't happen. Okay, everybody it's talks about the whole. It's never happened to a great no, quarterback. No, Come the on, best dog. of the best of the best in the Super Bowl. The best of the best in that fourth quarter when they get the football, they don't go three and out there. Like, look, he's way better than anyone could have thought that he would be coming out of Oklahoma. I, I will absolutely tell you that. And and between Steichen, the surrounding talent, his own personal his own personal growth as a player, he's better. Okay, but no one would put him in Mahomes category or in Rodgers category. Honestly, frankly, like the Stafford, I know you don't like Stafford, but Stafford's a, a, a better, has been a better thrower accurate of, of the football uh, than, than Jalen is. You can win with Jalen Hurts, okay? But what you can't do is, that what everyone in the league is searching for is a talented quarterback on a rookie deal where you can surround him with a great roster. That's what the Niners have. That's what the Eagles have. And the, and okay? the Niners have won how many Super Bowls with that formula? They haven't won. One. Oh, okay. So it doesn't. Okay. It's not automatic, right? 
It's not automatic. Okay, that's nothing's exactly, automatic. That's it's point. kind of hard to win a Super Bowl. Rob. Is, I don't know if you pay attention to. It's kind of hard. It's, it's, it's really hard. hard. Yeah. But 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 somehow you you play down the fact that it's really hard to win a Super Bowl. No, and one but, guy's won seven, and you don't like he won seven. He's been to ten. It's incredibly difficult. Okay, but the point is you don't have to be elite if we can surround you with elite level overall talent. Okay, and then you have the way the Chiefs are built, which is they have all their money lumped into a couple of star players, and then you. Have have to field it with young guys and you have to kill it in the draft, which they've been fortunate to do. Okay, so you're talking about Lamar Jackson. Do you have to be a top five thrower of the football to win a Super Bowl? No. Okay, but with a top five defense, every time he's been in the playoffs, he's had a top five defense. He's won one playoff game. Okay, and he has in and they've they've drafted wide receivers, they've drafted tight ends, they have a good offensive line. Okay, I don't put all the blame on Lamar. They're switching offensive coordinators, but the fact is that the likelihood of winning a Super Bowl when you have a quarterback taking up over 12% of your cap, and in this case early on it would be over like 20% of your cap, is it, it, it makes it to where the quarterback has to do what Pat Mahomes has done. Where Pat Mahomes pulls rabbits out of his hat, that's why he's the best. is because was, uh, he's, doing, like, was Nick, he's doing more with less. Was Nick Foles elite? Was Nick Foles elite when the Eagles won the Super Bowl? No, but they had a great roster. It was okay. the same idea. I'm just saying, you don't have to be elite. A bunch I, again, of- but what, what contract? He was not on a major contract. Wentz was on a rookie deal, and Foles was on a backup contract. And so they had an incredible surrounding cast. That's the way in which you do it. So there's there's basically two plans there. Plan A, which most of these teams want to do, is you get a young quarterback, you build around him with a great roster, and then by the time that that quarterback comes of age, if he's good enough, you give him a long term deal and you try and navigate except the cap. The, except That's the Rams they, didn't do that, and they won the Super Bowl two years ago with a over. Priced, overpaid quarterback who was making a lot of money. Uh, they were over the cap financially. My point is, there is no Tom Brady Patriots way, and that's the only way you can win. I'll take a look at Mahomes. I bet you he makes more than twelve percent of the the, the the salary for the, the, is, the Chiefs. He is the only one of the top, I believe, the top ten quarterbacks in terms of what they're making. Um, he is the only one to have what anyone would deem to be a successful year. You, we, can, we can go ahead and, and, and look it up. I mean, most of them didn't make the Russell Wilson didn't make the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers didn't make the playoffs. You know, uh, uh, you kind of you go through the laundry list of guys and what they're making and what they've achieved. And it's, it's harder. Again, it's not impossible. It's not possible, but like, what, let's see what happens to the Bengals when Joe Burrow gets his new deal. Josh Allen's another one. Obviously, uh, he has signed a new deal, and it's like people want to point out all the things the Bills are missing. Well, why do you think the Bills are missing some of these deals? Because something has to go. There's one pie of money, okay? and when a, when a big chunk of the pie is taken up to one player and the quarterback, that guy has to be great to carry you because you got to hide something you don't have. It doesn't mean it's impossible. It just means that, that it, you have to navigate it. And the, the truth about the Lamar deal is this deal would have been done if he had an agent. Instead, they're trying. Why, why are you going without an agent? What's the point of it? What's the, what's the win here? A percent. You keep a percent that you would have given up. A, a, a good agent would have had. First of all, the narrative would be different because they'd be leaking information, you know, to to all these insiders. And then the deal would have been done because though it wouldn't have been 250 million in guarantees, the guarantees would have been in line with, you know, above everybody else because there's other contracts that have been signed after Deshaun Watson. 
right? So it would have been in line with, you know, more than what Kyler made, more than everybody else. And then you'd have built-in bonuses that ultimately you would likely make, barring some sort of catastrophic injury. And it would have been done by now. But instead, you're trying to do things by yourself, and you're going to end up probably playing on a franchise tag for a year, two years, and then seeing what the market will bear. bear. And maybe you get a Kirk Cousins deal, but you have to do it outside of Baltimore where you've had an incredible amount of success. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio with uh, Rob Parker. I'm Doug Gottlieb, filling in for Dan. The Danettes boys are off this week, so you got a uh, cornucopia, a smorgasbord, a potpourri of uh, talented fill-ins the rest of the week. So glad you could be a part of the show. Of course, we're broadcasting for the Mercedes-Benz Man Cave. Um, got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Rob, uh, I want to talk, we'll talk some all-star game coming up, kind of the debacle that was the game. And, uh, we'll talk some second half. I want to hear your take on that. I can't wait because you being a basketball player and aficionado, uh, for you to watch that. Yeah. It was awful. It was awful. I mean, the only thing worse than the game being awful, and I know we were going to get to it. Like, let's, let's just, the only thing worse than the game is, is like Shea Gildas Alexander is sitting there after the game in a in a mink in a fur coat, right? And he was like, you know, if, if, if they asked him, okay, how do you fix it? Well, you know, if they they gave some more money. I, like, I just, dude. So, so now here's the. You want to know the the real problem with it? The problem with it is there is no more entitled athlete in sports than the basketball player. 
and I, I can say this first from firsthand knowledge, you know, um, I mean, I haven't bought a pair of sneakers to play basketball in since I was 12, 13 years old. And I was, I was good. Okay. I was really, really good. I was not ever Shea Gilgis Alexander or any of these other guys, but the, the, the entitlement that exists is because it is created at a very young age where everybody who is any good at basketball is given everything, just given everything. And like, again, NBA players, the NBA All-Star Weekend is to grow the sport, to grow their own personal brands. And oh yeah, by the way, they get contract bonuses and they get bonuses, I'm sure, from their apparel deals and their shoe deals as well. And this, this whole idea of like, yeah, I played and I'll do it and I play hard, but you got to put some more money because there's never enough money. Never enough money. They make generational wealth. Like, like, uh, wait, I'm going to, they just, the mentality is they're doing you a favor to be there. And that's the problem. That's why the NBA by many people is despised, despite the fact it's the best, it's probably the best sport going in terms of the international talent, the overall talent league, how the league is a lot more watchable because it's a lot more spread out, a lot more skilled. But a lot of those comments, they just don't sit well with people, nor should they. No, if you're a fan, uh, and and I, I give people credit, because to buy NBA tickets and hope that people are playing, and we're not talking about Doug buying a bleacher seat at Yankee Stadium for twenty two dollars. We're talking about paying big dollars. I got my 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 brother, my nephew, and my brother's son all coming to L. A. And what do they want to do? They want to go to an NBA game. Sure, of course. I had to buy tickets. And they were hell uh, expensive, okay? Like ridiculous. Okay, so, wait, so just give people sense. Like we all do this. They they all think. I mean, like, look, I can call in a favor. No. And go to and go to a, and go to a Laker game, but that's two seats. And even right. those two seats. And like I have, you know, like my best friend on uh, on earth in in sports is Miles Simon. He's the head coach of the G League Defenders. So if I ask Miles, like, hey, Miles, can I get some tickets? Like, yeah, You're like. I can buy them for face. Like they don't. Right. Like the Lakers, Lakers don't. Okay. So, so you had how many people in so, town? So it's going to be three with me. So four of us are going to the game. It's going to cost me about two thousand dollars to go to the, the basketball game. And and can you imagine? And Doug, you have kids, but your kid wants to see a certain player. It's their birthday. It's Christmas. Whatever it might be, that might be their Christmas present. And these guys don't feel compelled to play. And uh, they want to, you know, rest or they listen and, and then they use, well, the science says we shouldn't play these many games and we shouldn't play back to backs and all this other stuff that people have been doing forever. Uh, and 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 I just don't think it's fair to people. If you want to do that, let people go back to the box office and cash their tickets in and get their money back. But see, that they won't do that. And, and I think that would change everything. And my other thing, Doug, if you want to fix it, because I know the commissioner talked about it with the state of the NBA and how do you work around, you know, load management, I, I would want something like baseball. When you're injured, you got to go on the 10 or 15-day disabled list, right? you got to miss 10 days or 15 days. If you miss a game, you got to miss three more after that, the next three. And, and if you start doing that, teams will have to really be honest on whether or not they can do that and have their star player miss 20 or 15 games because of the extra three that go if you're just taking a day off. That makes sense. 
It makes total sense. Does that to me. make sense to you? It, it makes absolute sense to me. I don't. I don't know if it if it works. You know, it's like you had the commissioner of the NBA saying like, ah, it's you know, people make a big thing. There, the NBA falls back on uh, NBA fans. Okay, are a lot like Knicks fans. Okay, stick with me for a second on this one. Okay, so the argument against making changes to uh, teams, you know, sitting players is the argument against it is is, is hey. If you thought everybody hated it, how come ticket sales are up nationwide? Now, I have the reason. I, I believe I know the reason to why ticket sales are up, and I'll get to it in a second. Uh, but but it, it's basically like forever for the Knicks, it was why would they field a more competitive team if the Garden is full every night? Right. Right? It's like, yeah, I, would I like to win an NBA Finals? But okay, the reason that they re-signed Carmelo Anthony when Phil Jackson was there was like, hey, we got to have we got to have a marquee guy to sell tickets. We can't just build organically. And then ultimately you get to year five like that doesn't work in New York. And Knicks fans didn't they care, but not enough to ever not show up to the games. And that's really the NBA is the NBA sitting there going like if fans really cared, why do they keep buying tickets? Now, I don't think the fans are actually buying that many tickets. I think that's the secondary market. The way it works is the second you offer up tickets to the public, the the you know, the the, the stub hubs of the world, they buy them all up for resale. And and, you know, they jack up the prices to make up for when their tickets that are unsold. Uh, that, that would be my again. That's a working hypothesis. Yeah, I, but, I don't but, disagree with that because I think a lot of fans are disgusted as what's happened. And as you talked about for the All-Star game, it is about this is a part of the job. Like it really is to sell the game, to be on this grand scale stage with all these great players. And you're not supposed to be like, well, what is the best part? Who was it? Uh was it Jokic or I can't remember who said it? Uh, what, what's your best part of the All Star game? Or was it Luca? He said uh, it's uh, Sunday when I get to get on a plane and go on vacation. Oh, thank you. Nice. I mean, really? Yeah, they don't want to do it. They they don't want to do it. You know, shocking, Sho- but, shocking. Uh, no, I I I I think it's. I would say that there's a certain portion of guys that don't want to do it because the game and everything has become a joke. You know, they're not into the you know, to being the runway model and all that other stuff, right? They, they, they want to play hoop or they want to want to break. You know, the problem is that all of this stuff, it's like where the NBA players, this is where they don't get it. You know, all of this stuff has value. And if you're a, if you're a TNT and you spent all that money on the NBA and you're like, look, we, we have Mac McClung. I mean, thank God for Mac McClung, who is a YouTube sensation. But to not have anybody else who's a legitimate NBA player, let alone NBA star, in the dunk contest, like, man, Saturday night used to be the deal. Big time. And, and it used to be the deal because they'd have Jordan, they'd have Michael Dominique, did it three have, times. Three sure, times, Doug. Sure. Co- was, was Kobe in the dunk contest? Yes. He was in the dunk contest, wasn't he? Yes. Right? So it, it all started with LeBron refusing to do it, you know, not wanting to do it because I'm sure he didn't, he didn't want to lose. And he's a little bit more of a power dunker than a creative dunker. It wasn't earlier on in his career, but he got advice and financially it's worked out for him. But historically, in terms of growing the game, it's not the it's not for the betterment of the game. Right. He should have been the dunk contest. So I, I, I think that's part of it. But I just the guys that don't get it. Hey, if you give me more money, it's because that's the answer to everything. And th- this is the generation that our generation has bred. 
This is what we've created. We've created a, hey, I'm not showing up unless there's a big fat check for me. And that trickles down to every level now in, in, in the sport. Well, that, that's how it, it works. It's it, gross. It, the whole it, thing is it's gross. Because it, it, the, it, the way it's supposed to work is, you, sh- you know, you love the sport, you play the sport, and oh yeah, by the way, you make a ton of money playing the sport, and it just feeds off it. It's the old Michael Jordan love of the game clause in his contract. And th- this is, it's it's become just gross. I, and you're sitting there going like, well, you don't understand. Like, no, no, I, I understand. I understand it's generational wealth that you're making and you already have it guaranteed. And somebody asked you to, at some point, everyone in their job, when you're making a good amount of money, the boss comes in and says, Hey, you want to do this a little extra work? And you're nope. like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I, that's not how I'm, I, that's not how I'm wired. I don't think that's how well, you're wired. Well, we wouldn't be doing this show. We already Correct. have our own shows. Okay. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm like, working right. tonight at seven o'clock. Eastern. I'm working. I'm working today. I do a TV show at, at 10 Eastern on a 10 Pacific coast time on stadium. Then my, we start doing my radio stuff at 11 West coast time and we're live at 12. Right. So we like, I'm with you, but I, but we also, again, we're not the mentality of this new generation, which is give me a bunch of money and I'll show up and I'll do my job, but don't ask me for anything else because if you do, I'm going to want a bunch more money. But That's I'll, basically I'll, the mentality we bre- we bred. I agree, but I think Adam Silver has been a major disappointment uh, in where the league has gone, and he just seems to poo-poo it like it's no big deal. And even like a guy like Steve Kerr, who I think is a, a smart guy, a conscious guy, who I always felt like cared about other people, you know, even he dismisses it and, and is kind of like, oh, well, yeah, I feel awful for people and just kind of like that's it. And, and like, not to understand or not to go back to, to life when, uh, you know, before you became a big star and you made millions of dollars when you used to go and, and buy tickets and go to the Look, game. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They're all beholding. NBA players are super sensitive. The reason that most, most guys are insiders, you know, don't tell you the real deal is their access will be cut off if they tell you the real deal of what's really going on, right? They, they just are. And, uh, and then coaches are the same, right? You can't say anything. I even think Adam Silver, I mean, the truth of Adam Silver is I think he'll dry, draw a much harder line stance in the CBA negotiations because everything he says outwardly is like pro player, but he works for the owners. I think that's just talk. I think the same thing with Steve Kerr, which is he's got to acquiesce to his players in terms of when they play, when they don't don't play. Because if you come out, if you come out with a hard line stance, they cut you out. They they cut you out, and it's and it's not worth the fight for him. Uh, and then they'll all tell you privately behind the scenes, like, man, it's the worst. But this is the way you have to do it if you're going to be anti load management if you're going to be pro owner or even if you're going to push back and sit you got to do it in private you can't do it in public because if you do it in public the players will quit on you that's the reality of it no i i hear you i mean but it doesn't mean that uh for everything and i and i and i'm not going to sit here and and act like you're going to fall on a sword for every uh, every situation or circumstance but some of these guys to look people in the face and i'm talking about Doug, hardworking people who really, it, it's a big deal to go to a game and the money that they have to put out for one night and go and buy $12 Cokes and $15 hot dogs and all the other stuff that goes with it. 
and then do people like that is at some point it will come back because because people will remember that and people will stop. I, I'm telling you, if it wasn't for my family coming to L.A. and wanting to spend the night out, would I go spend that kind of money on a game where I don't know who's playing or what matters? No, I wouldn't do it. I'm telling you, I wouldn't do it. Uh, so how much did you end up spending on, on tickets all in the night? Like $2,000. $2,000 to go to a basketball game? And and who'd they play? They're playing uh, the Dallas Mavericks, so at least it's a a, a good team, but still. I, Wait, oh, so they ha- the game hasn't taken place yet? Yeah. Kyrie's not playing, right? That'll, that's what's going to happen when that game happens. Kyrie, Kyrie and Luka Le- won't play. LeBron yeah. might LeBron not play. LeBron might not play. Anthony no, wait, listen, Davis listen. these are the 23 most important games of LeBron's career. Remember that he said that as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Was he talking said, to Anthony Davis or was he talking to himself? Who was he talking to? Or talking I don't know, to the he, said, media? he said the 23 most important games of his career. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? Good morning to you. Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app. Hope you're doing really, really, really well. Get ready for spring, although major snowstorm headed basically across the United States and the Midwest all the way to the uh, Northeast. I know last week it was in the 70s in the Northeast and not so much today and in the coming days. we got a lot to get to. Our guy TJ Hushmanzada joins us in about 20 minutes. We'll discuss with him the Cowboys being intrigued by a quarterback in the draft and uh, so many other NFL issues as we're now, you know, we're over a week out from the Super Bowl. Chiefs won again, and we'll see what 
this year's offseason brings, considering the last couple years offseason has really been as much movement as we've seen in the NBA, we've seen in the NFL. Uh, Rob, you know, like, look, we you have your show. It's called The Odd Couple, which airs every afternoon on the West Coast, evening on the East Coast, along with super talented Chris Broussard. My show is The Doug Gottlieb Show. It's a daily 3 to 5 Eastern time and 12 to 2 Pacific. Um, so I, I've I've waxed poetic on on the Eric Bieniemy thing. He's the commander's new offensive coordinator. Uh, but it, it, it feels like the narrative from so many in the media is, well, the only reason he's offensive coordinator, not a head coach, is because of the color of his skin. Where do you fall on the Eric Bieniemy uh, discussion? Well, I mean, the NFL obviously has a problem. Can we agree with that? Do you agree that minorities don't get the same opportunity that white guys get? Uh, I don't agree with that. So you don't you, okay. you think every white guy's gotten hired, has earned their keep, and and a league that's seventy five percent black. That's it's not seventy five percent black. Okay, seventy percent. It's not seventy percent black. What is it? What it's is like it? Fifty fifty five. Okay, that's not, that's not really the point. 50, okay. Yes, it is the point. It's not the point. And, and because that's it's what not, it, not not the point because the players don't. It's not that that doesn't translate automatically to that percentage of people wanting to become coaches. No, but it's but it's okay? still because, but that's where you would get people who have played the game. Often, not all the time. I think that we would look at if you told me the NHL had ninety-eight uh, percent white and the coaches were seventy-five percent black, people would look at that and go, "That's pretty strange. That would be weird." Would you Would you agree with that? If seventy-five percent of the coaches in the NHL were black, would you look at that and think that was strange? Uh, yeah. Okay. It would. It would be. It would be weird. Okay. Uh, because of the number, but again, like what what's not taken into account is almost every coach played football. They just didn't necessarily play in the NFL, okay? And so they went into coaching when their career got over. So the numbers skew completely differently once you get there, okay? Because the so overall you, pop, the population it, of the United States is thirteen percent. But are you saying that race never plays a, a factor? In there not being a black coach in the NFL till uh, Art Shell in the uh, in the in the 90s or when when was he hired in 19 uh, I got to get the exact year you're telling me that Art Shell being the first black coach that long for a league to be that that was just happenstance and because oh, black guys didn't want to be coaches is that well, what you're saying Well let's let, let's let's if we're gonna go back yeah I want to go back if we're gonna go back historically okay historically. And Archell was hired in 1989. Okay, so we want to go back historically, uh, 70 pre 70s and 80s. I would say absolutely. And because of it, and and honestly, the biggest issue was the quarterback position because so many of these coaches are former quarterbacks. So many of the offensive coordinators are former quarterbacks. Okay, but what what we're in a place now where I don't believe it plays any sort of factor. At all. Not not at all. And I know that from having spoken to NFL GMs and then you have the actual. Oh, yeah. They're going to tell you that. Oh, yeah. They're going to tell you. Yeah, we're not hiring black guys. So so uh, so what? what, I'm just. So help help me out. Help me out with this. I want to make sure that. Hold hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Help me out with this. Okay. so a a multi-billion dollar business. Now, all these NFL teams are worth billions and billions of dollars. Okay, And they only really have one marching order. This is not college football. This is not, you know, where where you have to where it, our, our donors are boosters and their level of comfort. The only thing that matters in the NFL is one thing, winning football games. 
That's that's all that matters. Well, they've done a terrible job hiring a lot of uh, bad white coaches. They've hired bad and white re- coaches. And, and retreads. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Way hold on. more bad white coaches. I'm just Doug. Wait, I, way more. Wait, 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 hold, wait, wait hold on, hold on. Wait, the Cliff, the Cliff, Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury got run out of Texas Tech. And he he falls into an NFL job. What, okay, is so, that true so, or not? So, so did Cliff anybody Kingsbury, anybody did Cliff, who had a on. cup of coffee in a sweet hold roll? Hold hold on hold on hold on. I, I, hold on. Okay, let let's 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 have the Cliff Kingsbury discussion for a second. First of all, he actually made the playoffs with the Cardinals. Okay, that's not better. what I'm talking about, hold Doug. On. To hold get on. the job. Okay, so but wait, you have a problem with him getting the job? That's fine. Then you should celebrate when Saban got the job when urban Meyer got the job when the, the, the point is, okay. Cliff Kingsbury actually made a whole hell of a lot of sense. If you paid attention to what they were trying to do in Arizona. Okay? Did you see his record at Texas tech yes, and what happened yes, to every yes. season? Did you, did you look at that? He's at every Texas season, every okay, season look, they tank dogs. Listen, every season they tank. Let me get, okay. Can we, can we at least, I can, we can find an easy I want to have a conversation. I so do then you have, have to a stop talking. To, you have to stop talking to have a conversation. But, but I want to say this. Before we get there, all I want you to do is just, I want you to at least acknowledge that there's a race issue in this country when it comes to black people getting this, at the same opportunities. Not in every situation, but not in every situation, but oftentimes. I just, we don't, we don't it's, for it's whatever not, it's, reason, it's simply, it's, listen, there are no listen. black owners to hire people. I'm, I'm okay, telling so you. The, okay, so you're making a determination that because there's not black owners, that they don't hire black coaches when it, it just doesn't work that way. Okay. But let's, let, let's, let's, because, so the black owners are okay with their coach, with their quarterbacks and their teams having black players, but not their coaches who have to, like, that doesn't have anything to it's do with it. It's a different playing field, Doug, when it comes no, to. It's, no, it's yes, not. Yes, it is. Me, yes, okay, it is. And I'm going to tell start, you, let's, Doug. Let's start, before, no, 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 I, no, now it's my turn. You got a chance. You said there's a race problem. Okay. And, and, and regardless of previous hiring practices, okay. Um, there's a lot to it. Let's start with Cliff Kingsbury. Okay. If your argument is because he wasn't successful in college, because he lost his job at his alma mater, he shouldn't get an opportunity in the NFL. That's fine. But then you can't make the argument that, well, hey, that that, that is a, a determinant in success in the NFL. Here's why. Okay. Because the most successful college coaches that we have had, Steve Spurrier failed. Lou Holtz failed. Nick Saban failed. Bob Petrino didn't last the season, etc. Like we go through, there is no, there, there are different sport. It's a completely different game. And what it takes to be successful in the pros is merely about relationships with players and X and O's. It's not about all the other stuff. All the other stuff matters a whole hell of a lot more recruiting and boosters and getting overall support and winning the university and basically like all those guys Saban etc they have better players than the other teams and they're really good coaches and they build really good staffs and that's how they've been better than everybody else in college it doesn't work that way in the pros you got to get the quarterback right the players have to want to play for you that's it period end of story okay so the idea that well he wasn't successful in college so what the guys that weren't success that were successful in college been bad in the pros okay his he was hired his marching orders were hey we got kyler murray you know Kyler Murray. Can you make Kyler Murray work? And when Kyler Murray was healthy, it actually worked. Now, Kyler Murray turned out to be a pain in the ass. Okay. And they made a, a lot of bad decisions and they lost their job. Okay. But the, the, if you, if you want to just say overall racism, like 
It's totally unfair because you said, well, certain instances. Uh, let's just take the Eric Bieniemy, Eric Bieniemy situation, okay? Like the idea that racism is keeping him from being a head coach, head coach is laughable. It's it's embarrassing. It really is. Doug, have you been in any of the interviews with Eric Bieniemy? I have actually. Have, have spoken, you been in any? I have, have you been in I any have, interviews? I have actually spoken to two general managers. And they told had, you he can't coach. Is that what they no, told you? He's a fraud. They, that's not Is what that they what they told you? He can't. That's not what they told he can't get an opportunity. Actually, do you actually want to know what you. they said? Or do what you did they just say? Yell? Yeah, tell me. Yeah, I want to hear. Tell they me. Said, they said. So Eric Bieniemy's reputation in the NFL is he he is a he isn't he is not a uniter. He is a guy that can be seen as very divisive. Okay, that's his his reputation. His reputation is. He's not beloved. If there's a lot of Vic Fangio. I don't know if you realize Vic Fangio was a defensive coordinator for 30 years in the NFL before he got a head coaching job for two years in Denver with no quarterback, and now he's back being a defensive coordinator. So there actually is a, a precedence for it. Okay, so the first thing is his reputation is that of a guy who not necessarily uniter. He, everyone knows that he doesn't call plays. No one actually knows what he does in Kansas City, but both of the guys that I spoke to who interviewed him said, that wasn't really an issue. Like, we didn't know if we'd like him. We didn't know if he'd win the room. Okay. We didn't know what he did. But both of them said, okay, that in comparison to other candidates who advanced in the search, okay, in comparison, like there wasn't a there there. There wasn't a clear vision and a clear plan that was aligned. Okay. And, and you know the way that jobs actually work. Okay, this is the way it actually works is you hire people that you know, that you've worked with before, that you respect, that you like. Correct? Is that the way generally jobs work? Uh, yes, that is the way that they work. And you okay. know what? You also could put out a false narrative when you want to on somebody because it's not an exact science. And and, and I want to push back on your whole idea that, oh, Wait. the only thing you want to do in the NFL is win. So, that's it. so you have a black quarterback and you have black players. Yes, because that's a level playing field. Because, Doug, if this country is, what, 75% white? What is it? I don't even know. And if it was just about putting white players on NFL teams, then they would be filled with them. But guess what? When you, not, when they, you line they, up... It's a meritocracy. When you, when you line up... Football is a meritocracy. When you, you play based upon who's good enough. Exactly. And that's okay. not how they pick coaches. And that is, that's the problem. Wait, is what, that you wait, don't what? know. Wait, hold, you don't pick don't coaches know. based on anything Look, other than there have been, there your have relationships. Been, there have been... So... so Okay, so let's go back to the, the premise before. First of all, if Kansas City wasn't going to bring him back this year, why did we all forgotten that Kansas City wasn't going to bring him back? That was widely reported that he wasn't going to bring him back, that Mahomes and him didn't see eye to eye, they weren't going to bring him back. By the way, Matt Nagy's on that staff, and everyone who covers Kansas City, who knows that organization, okay, will tell you that the guy who's going to be the next head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs is Matt Nagy, who didn't succeed. Okay, so again, uh, is is Kansas City racist for trying to promote Eric Bieniemy elsewhere and not wanting to? Why couldn't they just name him the head coach in waiting for whenever Andy Reid retires? Of course, they 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 could. They don't want to. Okay, Ryan Poles left Kansas City as the GM of the Bears last year. He had a head coaching job open. And I know Matt Nagy was a previous offensive coordinator at Kansas City, so could have made it. Did, a he, little, did he call plays in Kansas City? 
Uh, no. No, okay. Just curious. Wait, wait. Okay. So so is Ryan Poles No, I'm just asking you. Because I, I didn't did, say he's wait, racist, it, Doug. Don't yes, put, you did. Don't put words in my mouth. You what put I, them in my mouth. You what said, I said you to said you is that the NFL that has a, is has a racist, racist history. It does, Doug. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. So don't try to act like, oh, okay, everybody so, gets so, jobs so be, on merit. That's my point to you, Doug. Everybody doesn't get jobs on merit. There are a lot of so, guys so, who have so had a Tell me the guy. Tell me the guy who had the easier track. I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm there are a lot of, there are a lot no, of just coaches. Just just pick a guy. There, there are a lot just of pick coaches. A guy. Who was the Giants pick. coach who was like a special teams coach? He wasn't even a coordinator. Okay, so so I can go on and on, but no black guy get jobs so, like that. So, okay, Joe so Judge. You, I would on, rather okay. have Judge Judy. Okay, so so Joe Judge. Okay, so he's a special teams coordinator with the New England Patriots. Okay? So how do you get the job? Let's go through it. Who's the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens? Who's the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens? Doug, make Who's the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens? Make, His make, name's John Harbaugh. I know who John, it is, was, but I don't want to go was, Hold good. on. Hold on. Well, John Harbaugh's previous job was what with the Philadelphia Eagles? He's a special teams coordinator. I get so, it, so but this is the, the problem. No, you don't. Yes, you I don't do. get it. Black you, people you don't, you aren't actually mad. don't get they it. They aren't in okay. that circle, and they, that's the problem. They, I agree. They're, they're I, not in that circle when oh, you keep. On. No, listen, you that's hold what on. The Rooney, that's, that's the whole idea. The, the Rooney, Rooney rule is garbage. It's okay. a dog and pony show to bring it? black people in. No, and then go hire who you want. Yes, it is. It's the worst thing I've ever. I would never go on a Rooney interview. I wish somebody would tell me to come in and do a dog and pony show when they already know who they're going to hire. Okay, How so, disgraceful so, is that? Okay, so so let me tell you where the Rooney Rule does work, okay? Brian Flores had not yet become the defensive coordinator of the Patriots. There was a job open, and the one of the GMs I talked to said, we brought in Brian Flores. This is the year before he got the Dolphins job. And he goes, and he, call, he actually texted me, hey, call me. I found a guy who's going to be great. And I said, who is it? He's like, Brian Flores. He's going to be the coordinator of the Patriots. He's like, a little young Probably needs another year or two of seasoning. It's like, but man, he was really, really impressive. That interview would not have taken place without the Rooney Rule. Now, I would, I would completely agree with you that there have been some that have been dog and pony shows. There have been some. Okay, but the overall idea of the Rooney Rule is to get more people of color in that circle where you establish relationships. And that's exactly what happened is Flores did interviews the year before he got the Dolphins job. By the way, Flores. Doug, have you ever gone on by, a job? By the, way, by the way, Flores, no, I've never gone on a job interview because it doesn't work that way in our profession. Okay, so you've okay? never been on a job interview where they say, well, we're going to hire this guy well, anyway, yes, but actually, Doug, come actually, in. Actually, I did. Come actually, in anyway, Doug. Actually, I did. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, there's an NBA team, NBA team, okay, that had needed a color analyst, right? Um, Need a, a, an analyst for their hometown network, okay? And I was told before the job was ever named to a guy who's a, a friend of mine, and he's, he does he's, does a good job. I believe I'm better than him, but that's okay. It's two years ago, in the offseason, I went and I did an interview. I did uh, a game for them. I had to prep for a, a game. I had to prep for a studio show. I did all that stuff, okay? Even though I knew, I was told, okay, by... Everybody I talked to, hey, dude, y- you didn't play in the NBA and you're not of color. This is not going to happen. Like you're wasting your time because the league, the league wants former players. And because of, like you said, the past history of people on TV, uh, people of color not getting opportunities. That's a reality to it. Like you're not going to get this job. And I went through the process one, because I wanted to go through the process and see what it was like. 
And two, because those people that were in the process, you never know if they may need you for a game or they may get another job. And you did a really good job. You're totally professional. And you, you put yourself in that conversation because they're outside of Doris Burke. And I, I can't think of anybody else. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Sarah. Uh, oh for the Nets. Yeah, she's awesome. Right. Like those are the only two people who are analysts in the NBA who didn't play or coach in the NBA. And so I was told like, hey, dude, you ain't, you ain't getting it. You ain't, you ain't getting it. And of course I did it. Sarah okay? Kustak. So I, yeah. Sarah Kustak. Okay. So who's, and, and they're both very, very good broadcasters. Okay. But I was told I wasn't getting it. So I do know what that's like. I, see, do, under, see, Doug, I do understand. Doug, this is, this is the issue that I have. And I think it's the arrogance of this. You you say that you didn't get the job, even though you're better than the person because I, they, I believe well, no, no, okay. I believe it's okay. a subjective profession. Okay, it is. I, very I believe, subjective. I'm definitely more accomplished. Okay, I've definitely done it for for longer. I think that I'm better. But this is That's what all. I've heard my whole life. Anybody who's white who doesn't get a job is because they got to hire black people or they got to do minority hiring. No, I've never heard a white guy once say to me, "I didn't get the job because I wasn't good enough." It's always because they want to uh, they want to uh, give the brothers a chance. Or you remember Rachel Nichols? Yeah, you could do whatever you want, but uh, don't don't mess up my gig or whatever. You know, you because you guys have bad uh, diversity numbers or whatever it is. It's always the same thing. Not that we've worked and we've put in our time and energy and and done what we're supposed to do to get opportunities. I feel I, I was turned down for plenty of jobs or didn't get the opportunities that I would have gotten had I been white. I believe that. There are situations and circumstances. I do. I I understand. uh, There's there's situations. uh, I'll give you. I was up for the head coaching job at Oklahoma State. Mike Boynton got it. I did not. Okay. And he got it because of his relationships with the team, his relationships on campus, how people had viewed him. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he's done a really good job handling some really, really hard stuff. I'm not that guy. You asked me, I truly believe, like, I think I'm, that's, that's how I, I, I operate. I think I'm good enough. I know I'm good at what I do and I'm more accomplished than it. Again, I haven't been a hater on the dude getting the job. I'm telling you the reality of what I was told going in. I was told when I was at ESPN, like, Hey dude, we'd like to use you on, on the set. But the way the set works is you got to have a former player and a former coach and you, you can't have three white guys across the board. Doesn't work that way. And at the time, the former coach was white. It's and, so uh, funny. I've seen plenty of shows that have had uh, four white guys on the set. Uh, tell me, tell me, tell me where that exists. I, it, before, are you before I got into this business? Oh, it was no, everywhere. No, no it question. was everywhere. No are question. You kidding? Yeah, but how long ago did you get in this business? I've been in the business thirty-seven years, Correct. but I remember Correct. those days. And, is and, what I'm and, saying. And 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 what I would tell you, Rob, is I ag- agree with the writing of the past wrongs and equaling out the playing field. I do. Okay, but but you have to you have to do it. You you can't sit there and go like, well, Eric Bieniemy's not getting this job because the league is racist. Okay, you have you have the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, their GM is a former chief guy, and he brought Eric Bieniemy in, and he brought Shane Steichen in, and he needed an offensive guy. That's what they wanted, and they decided on Shane Steichen. All right, so. They have, and if Kansas City loved him so much, why'd they let him go? If Kansas City loved him so much, why didn't Indy hire him? Why didn't Chicago hire him? You have to answer these questions, okay? And so you can you can tell me that historically the NFL has some racist issues, quarterback wise, and I think that's a big part of it, right? Because 
especially backup quarterbacks, that's who be- they become coaches. Right? But in the context of Eric Bieniemy, it just lacks in any sort of substance, and we all fall back on it because nobody is calling these general managers and say, hey, take me through why you selected who you selected, and they'll give you the reason. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The utterly inspired all-electric EQE sedan from Mercedes-Benz. With hundreds of customizable comfort settings inside the cabin, it's the EV that recharges you. The vehicle is all-electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQE.